Hi guys, my name is Vina Kohn. I'm a private investor, businesswoman, and person who all the time study and learn how to improve your cash flow every day, every week, every month. And today I will have a podcast with my friend, uh, with a super successful businessman, with investors. It's uh, Todd Hayes, and he worked with real estate more than 15 or 17 years. He worked with like six, seven, eight figures budget, um, increase a lot um, land quality, make a lot clients happy. And today we will speak about money, money and business.
Hi, my friend. Hello, how are you, Arena? Good, how are you? Long time I not see you. I know it, I know it. It's awesome to see, I miss you. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you. You look happy. Yeah, I try, I try. <laughs> ah, that's good. I see you have a very good view on your background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of our pieces of land, the latest one that we bought. So uh, it's it's a nice piece, actually. Awesome. You will hold it for you, your lake, yeah. your fish. You can have shark or barracuda inside. That's it. We can have <laughs> shark in there. <laughs> awesome. I see you're also happy. Looks like you're doing very well. Yeah, yeah, we're doing good. Awesome. I have a few questions that I maybe would like to ask you about uh, money or grow. And maybe we can help people who listen us and maybe we can give them hope. You know, it's not so bad to live in this earth and this country with opportunity. Yeah. Um, so my question, like, if you don't have any money in your life, like people who just started, uh, like completely you don't have money, like you students, yeah? Or you like, only start person you don't have at all what place you will start with your money or job or business right so everybody starts by being an employee almost everybody and mm -hmm. so it, it helps if maybe i can share my screen is that okay yeah and uh oh wait not yet it won't let me you have to enable it okay just a second so when people don't have any money at the beginning, what they need is education. Mm -hmm. And if, if people can be educated, then they can move ahead financially. I don't know how to do it, this. Uh-oh. You can help me? Can you go to the bottom? I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, it's a host disabled participant sharing screen. All up and play join the link. I know I did before. I just forgot how to do this. Yeah. Okay, I think I did. Try one time more. What's that? Try one time more. I think okay. Okay. All right. Very good. So, yeah, this is this is the screen I wanted to share. Mm -hmm. And so, when when people are just starting out, okay, yeah. and they're trying to make some money, get ahead in life, you know, everybody starts in this E quadrant as an employee. Mm -hmm. That's where. You job i mean that, that's the american dream go to go to school get a good job and then you'll have good money well it's not really the truth and the truth is is that folks that get into the e-quadrant they may be well paid some of them are well paid but they end up getting all kinds of taxes and we get stuck in this quadrant okay where you get a job and then you got all these bills coming in 
and you can never get ahead. No matter how much you earn, you continue to spend that much. And so the other people say, well, you know, if I'm going to get taxed in this bracket, like anywhere from 30 to 45 percent, 47 and a half, I think right now with the current administration, that's a lot of money. And guess who gets paid first? The tax man gets paid first. Then you get to live off of what's left. And so that's challenging. So some people say, well, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to be down here self-employed. Self-employed, then I get to be my own boss. I own my own job. I work for myself. I set my own hours. There's no cap on my income. But that sounds good. It sounds better than being an employee. But the truth be told that the S has even higher taxes because you got self-employment tax, you've got social security tax, you've got your business tax. You're going to get taxed even at a higher rate than what the E is. And so for most people, and some of these folks in the S can, can earn a very good wage. Like a lot of attorneys are self-employed. They own their own firm. It might be a small company where they've, they've got an administrative assistant and maybe they'll sub out the rest of their work. They're the only attorney on staff, okay? Or they could be, uh, you know, a, a professional sports person or a doctor. Sometimes that owns their own practice. They, they, those are self-employed people. They can earn a lot of money, but truth be told, they get taxed even higher than the employee. And they and, have a lot of stress. Yeah, they got a lot of stress. Because, because if they care of a business and they care of employee, you have extra stress on the top. <laughs> well, that's true, but but it is on the on the left side of the quadrant. When you stop working, you stop getting paid. Okay, this is a very important thing because over here we trade time for money, whether it's your time as an employee or your time as the owner of the business, the small business. Yeah. We want to move over to the right side of the quadrant, okay? Because on the right side, we've got a business. This is a big business. This is where we have systems that are that are engaged to and create wealth, okay? So it's different than a self-employed person because the business has lots of people. They're leveraging people's time so that they can earn money, okay? So this is an asset. A business is an asset. It creates wealth for people. And, and, you know, then down in the I quadrant is an investor. And that's a person that uses their money to create more income. And, and that can be done in a lot of ways. You might, it used to be when I was younger, you could put money in a CD and you could earn 8% interest. Okay. That's back when interest rates were really high. Now, today, if you put in a CD, you might earn 1%, which is nothing. You're going to lose money if you do that. So you're going to look at like dividend income, right? You could put your money with an oil company and get a dividend return on your money. And it's passive. Your money, you park your money with a, a company and they give you money every month or every quarter or, or annually, however the dividend payout looks. But your money's working for you. And so the trick is, is to get, whether you're an employee or self-employed, to move that money over into the E and B quadrants as soon as possible, because on this side of the quadrant, you, you know, these folks, business owners and investors, they pay zero in taxes. Let me say it again. They pay zero in taxes legally. And, and the reason is that, that the tax laws are written to encourage investment. 
right? People have to have a place to live. And so, you know, they will help investors that own real estate to get all kinds of tax breaks. And the biggest one is depreciation. So depreciation says 27 and a half years off a single family house. Let's say the house is uh, $275,000 is the cost of the house, right? And yeah. two, 27 and a half years is depreciation. So every year that investor can take $10,000 right off the top as a, an expense. So because the tax law is written such that 27 and a half years, now I'm not a, a, an accountant or a, an attorney, but I, I will tell you that I have benefited from depreciation for over 20 years as a, a real estate investor. And the reason is that that is a phantom expense. It looks like it's an expense, but on paper, it's an expense. And so my first $10,000 in income from that rental property are tax-free. That's pretty incredible. And then, yeah. you know, just like you, if you own your own house, and then you've got a mortgage, you get all that interest payment to the bank is a write-off. The same is true if you've got a mortgage loan against your investment property, whether it's single family, multifamily, um, just about anything. And, and, you know, there's so many things that you can learn to help you. This is why people that know financial education want to be owning businesses and be investors, because the sooner you can get your money to work for you or the sooner you can get a system or other people to work for you, the better off you will be. But truth be told, 98% of the world lives in the employee category, at least in America. Okay? I ask a lot of people and um, in, in here in the United States, and it's kind of interesting that you live in so wonderful country with a lot of opportunities and a lot of people just uh employee and i ask why and they like freak out because stress and because they like uncomfortable zone and they pay check by check and they don't want to jump from comfortable zone they feel like hey if i'm working i'm safe like no if you're working and if you have your check every month you're still not safe because like covid hit or like uh, some type of change in the company uh, adjustment company and finish you will be fired so if you right. feel like you're stable today, does it mean you're stable tomorrow? So it's mm. kind of fake uh, stability. And also, I think a lot uh, people just, you know, do what they did. Like my parents did, my grandparents did. They like copy people who was before generation, but right now it's a different time. You need to jump and start like be uh, more active, more, uh, I don't know, like creative. Because when I look at kids right now who try to take a mortgage and go for university, they pay a bunch of mortgage. And after this, they finish college or university and they like pay this mortgage 10, 15 years later. They must work because they have a lot mortgage, but they not even work on education what they have, like not engineer, not like teacher or something else. They go for different places. So yeah. Do you think right now it's important to have education for kids or not really? Just go and start work when you're young. That's a good that's a good question. I feel like today colleges are becoming so expensive. And the point that you made about debt 
just saddled to all these college students, it, it fixes them into the employee quadrant permanently because yeah. they don't feel like they can get out. And, and unless you're going to become a very highly professional person, whether it's an engineer in the medical field or an attorney or something like that, I would say that most people don't need to go to college. And the reason is, and I've got a master's degree, okay? So I'm not against education formally, but I do think that most of what is taught in the university isn't applicable to modern day life. Like this, this managing money, understanding the tax code, understanding how to make a, a business work. None of that really gets covered in college. Even if you get a business degree, it's not covered. And so I, I feel like it's a disservice to people who continue to think like their parents, you said it, that I've just got to get a good education and then get a good job and then I'll be set for life. That Those days are over. You need to figure out how you can get your money working for you and, and create assets. Like this is the biggest thing. Like if I can create an asset and an asset is something that throws off money over time, it's going to, whether it's a rental property, you could buy a single family house, right? I've got a lady, a single lady down the street from me. She bought a single family house, very uneducated lady, came here from Mexico, two sons. She lost two of her sons. It was crazy. They got kidnapped. She had to go find them in Mexico. She found her two sons, brought them back, and she didn't have a way to make a living. And so she rented out her three rooms. She got a four-bedroom house. She created these bedrooms. She rented them out, and she paid off the house. She has her house got free. You know, and, and she's, she's figured a way to do it because she's creative, and she understands if I can get other people to pay my mortgage, then my house is no longer... Uh, just where I live, it's an asset. It creates wealth for me. And yeah. so I helped another guy do that, single guy. He was young. He saw what I was doing in real estate. And he said to me, Todd, I really want to buy a house, but I don't think I can afford the $1,200 a month. I said, well, that's easy. Go buy a four bedroom, you know, do whatever you had to do to qualify for the loan, get a four bedroom house and rent three bedrooms out for 1200 bucks a piece. I said, you know, or, or 400 bucks a piece. So that's $1,200. I said, you should, you should charge them 500, all utilities, all in. Then you're going to, you not only will you not pay for your mortgage, you're not even going to pay for your utilities. Yeah. These three guys pay. And he did it. He did it for like three years. Then he got married and then he kicked everybody out. <laughs> so. Very good start. Very good start. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about like, for example, your kids, when or like like even not your kids like what you will recommend to what time you need to start and work because i see for example uh louis patient uh one lady have seven kids and all the seven kids they kind of poor or like a little bit like medium poor family and all the seven kids have education like engineer and mm -hmm. she doesn't have money to pay but you say, hey, you need to make your money when you're young. So they go and cut the grass to neighbors. They was like uh, walk dog for neighbors. They have uh, nanny jobs and kind of like this. So when they go to college, they already have money and pay themselves for the college. So how you will 
or like me, for example, I from very poor family and from very poor country, and we don't have sometimes even food. So when I was a kid, I want so much bicycle, but my parents cannot afford even use bicycle. So my first job, I go to factory and work on the wood floor. We make wood floor uh, when I was 10, year, uh, 10 years old because I want to have so much uh, bicycle. And I work all summer, three months when kids play, I go and work for factory and I make money and I bread to my parents and they go and buy like junk pieces and my dad create from used junk uh, my first bicycle so it's how um my first job when i was 10 so what you will recommend to the kids or like for your child how you grow your child or like having right. and hey make money before you like 17 and you go to college maybe you have already first income absolutely i think our kids need to learn how to work uh, and they should understand that working is is what god created us to do and so it's a good thing to teach our kids to go to, to work early, but I don't want to teach my kid to become an employee and see, that's the difference. I want them to work hard and I want smart, but I don't want them to become just an employee to make somebody else wealthy and get stuck in the trap. And so, uh, you know, what I did was I had my son go with me three years ago for the summer. It's been three years. So he was only 13. And I had two rental properties I had to get ready to sell in North Carolina. So we drove from Texas to North Carolina with all my tools in the back of the truck. And we had 10 days of work for each house, both houses, 10 days, finished them up, made them look beautiful. And he worked hard. Like the first day we went there, you know, we ripped out all the floors, like the carpet, the carpet tack. We painted all the walls except for in the, the bathrooms. And, and so that was one day. That was day one. Okay. Wow. When I tell people that, I said, that's a long day. And yeah. that was just the first day. But we did 10 days on each house. We finished it. And when we were done, I gave my son a, a cashier's check. I went to the bank and I had him print his name and put a, a $2,000 check. I gave him $1,000 for each house. He looked at it. He was like, wow. That was the most money he'd ever seen in his life, okay? And so I said, we're going to put this in your bank account. And he put it in his bank. Three years later, he still had almost all that money, okay? Um, so he saved his money. And then this year, he's actually lent me the money so that I could buy a piece of land. So now he's a lender. So he's using his money to create wealth. And, and I feel like this land deal is going to net him more money than his lifeguarding job for the whole summer. And so yeah. he's also working a job, but he's starting to use his money that he's earned to create this other thing, this asset that's going to give him a better yield in life. And so that's what I'm trying to teach him. I'm trying to teach him that you don't have to stay in the E column. The faster you can move over into the B and I column, the better. Awesome. So how do you um, look? It's because you want your child to be free uh, with money or you teach them because you find that they enjoy also and you're very good, for example, for your kids. Because some kids may be like what I told when uh, I have a child, my child be like investors, 
a business person and take care of business in the future and have like higher level step than me. And I will teach everything what I know. And my husband asked me like, what if your child won't be like musician? And like, no way. <laughs> musician, it's a hobby. Business, it's a money. <laughs> so do you encourage your kids what they like or they really like what you do and it's kind of pluses and you share it? Because well, a lot of kids, uh, um, I read the book, I read wonderful book and it say 75 mistakes with women do with money. And mm -hmm. um, this book was incredible because it's really true. And I find from all the 75 mistakes that was in the book, maybe 80% it's fault of the parents. If kids don't have money or poor, it's I think parents problem. Because first, if mm -hmm. parents not share anything because they poor, like for example, my parents, they cannot teach me how to be rich or how manage my money because they don't have the money they was poor so i need to learn myself and second way i feel like different way i see family that like they very rich and mm. they give everything to the kids and they spoil them and kids have no idea what value of this money or like where is this uh. like where's this money from you know and um i, I hear a story that one lady right she she was like two kids in the family and dad was always say we poor we cannot afford uh we cannot buy car we cannot buy some super house we cannot buy extra clothing we're so poor we're so poor and when he died they find mm -hmm. that she and her sister have two hundred forty thousand dollars on the bank account from that on the will and it was like 30 years ago and they're like wow it's almost like million bucks right now mm -hmm. and he was so excited and she was like like my dad lied to us you know he said like we cannot afford and right now we have 240 grand each and mm -hmm. so she go and spend like buy like the best car what she never have or the best clothing what she never have and also and before she recognized she already like finished she she, she again need go and work after a few months right. and i think it's a from side of the dad i think he tried to save money and give for child have better life but he don't teach how to manage this money so it's his fault because she like much worse right now than before and i think it's very bad idea and i think it's parents fault that they not teach if even they have a money they not teach kids how to manage this money right yeah it's critical that that parents do teach if they understand money if they don't like your parents my parents they didn't and so it, it definitely took a lot of initiative to learn this from others you know through books through you know seminars through other mentors um but kids are all different you're they're not all the same so my son is very good with money my daughter not so much <laughs> she wants to spend 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 and she has She's starting to learn what the value of a dollar is, you know, because she's she's gone to culinary school and she's going to become a chef because she enjoys that. Uh -huh. But I told her, you've got to not only know how to cook, you've got to know how to run the business because both are what are going to lead to success, not one or the other, because she could be an excellent chef and be stuck in the E quadrant. Right. Yeah. Or she could cater and she could run her own business and she could be an S and she could, she could make a lot of money doing that potentially. I don't know, but it's up to her, you know, what she's going to do in the future. 
how you educate yourself you read the book you go to classes you go to webinar how you educate yourself so i a good question i read i read a lot of books uh i try to read at least a book a week okay nonfiction in the you know the the neighborhood of business or money or you know communication organization uh, conflict resolution there's so many topics negotiation that that are going to help me inform my ability to do things that that are going to move me forward um, one of the things that i i constantly do is try to have other smarter people in the room with me okay so i'm not the smartest person in the room i hire a cpa to take care of my bookkeeping i hire an attorney to resolve any kind of legal issues i hire a um, a surveyor to take care of where where is this property located exactly i can get pretty close but i want to know precisely where is it you know and so when you have those people on your team you build a team uh, you know, business is a team sport. You're not going to make it all by yourself. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people stuck in the S instead of getting to the business quadrant. Yeah, it's what um, my old, old dream when I was young and I won't be lawyer. It's my passion. It's what I enjoy. It's what I would like. But my parents cannot afford pay for school for I be lawyer. So, of course, I've never been. I have education. I have two diploma engineer and um i'm highly educated but right now when i tell my story and a lot of people say why not go right now to the school and right now you can you have money so you can go and study and you be lawyer like right now it's cheaper just buy lawyer <laughs> because <laughs> if you go and study five ten years after you have 10 years to practice for be high good quality lawyer why i need to spend this 15 years i just buy lawyer who work for me and it's be less painful and right now we be extra successful mm -hmm. but it's not really worth it that's good um what book you usually read and how do you use your book because for example for me i have this idea that if you read more book you will more educated and one time um uh, maybe i told the story that i go to uh, jack class and um we have one time goal for one year goal and five years goal and i write like okay what i like what i like and like i write just like i i, I will read the book and after i sit and look like okay what number i can read and it just like mentioned okay maybe 100 like no i can do it and i did like 250 and after when I stand in and say this loud for like 400 people on the class, when I will read 250 books after like, what did you say? It's impossible. So next year, uh, and I read book and I make notes and everything. So next year they ask me like, hey, do you read your book? And I say, yes, I read 86 book. And everybody laugh and say, so how do you feel like loser? I say, no, I feel proud of because 86 book read for one year is high level book you know and um i feel much better because usually people read one book per week and it's like 54 books kind of medium i read 86 so it's already more than statistic person and um next year i'm come back to this goal and i read again and second year i read 251 book mm. and it was incredible and after this you know i just sit and feel like 
so what? I tried to impress who? And it mm. was worst time when I recognized, yes, I did like this check, but I'm smarter? I don't think so. I'm more successful? I don't think so. I just ah. feel really burned out. So right now I feel like, okay, I will have a book. I read if I enjoy, I will read it. If it's not, next. <laughs> and okay. what I read, I read the book. And if I enjoy, I make notes and after I start to work in this book. So how do you read the book? Yeah, so good question. So you typically just to read to, to read is not a good situation unless you're just trying to relax. But to read and then apply is going to make a huge difference in your life. And so I, I started my reading on Rich Dad, Poor Dad series, okay? Robert yeah. and yeah. And really everybody... Has, knows that that book title, Rich Dad Poor Dad, it's what made him famous. But his second book, Cash Flow Quadrant, is by far his best book that he ever writ, wrote. And and I showed the Cash Flow Quadrant with the E, S, B, and I, and, and that understanding that Cash Flow Quadrant, and, and understanding how I'm getting taxed on each one of these, right? And, and wanting to move my money from earned over to the investor side and business side, uh, that, that became like a genesis for me. And I started that process 20 years ago when I first started having kids. And, and really that's when the whole thing began. And so I continue to read in the areas that I need to learn it, okay? So if there's an area that you're weak in, or you, you need help in, then you should read on that topic. You can go to Amazon and you know, type in what's the bestseller on negotiation. And, and Chris Voss has never split the difference. We'll be up there. It's like gonna, it's gonna raise its hand up there. And it's a very practical book. These kind of books that you you start to internalize and use on a daily basis will make a huge difference in your life. And and you know, I have a good friend, he said. Leaders are readers and readers are leaders. And it's very true. And, and those that are the best read and the most articulate usually are the most well-paid, usually. And there's, there's definitely a need for this lifelong learning if we're going to grow. Because what happens is if we quit growing, then we get stuck. Yeah. Whatever level. It doesn't matter what level. Wherever you're at, you can, you can just stagnate wherever that is. So reading expands our minds and makes us think about things that we didn't think were possible. Oh, I could do, wow, that guy did it. Why can't I do it? Right? Yeah. So that's what reading does for me. It helps me. Do you feel like um, it's grow your money or it's grow your attitude or it's grow both or it's maybe... Um, uh, if you read this successful book about money, it's bring people rich to you. How do you feel this book changed you? So it changes you on a lot of levels, intellectually, right? I think it, it, it challenges us in business to do things differently. So that could influence our money quite a bit. Uh, so definitely, I think it does both. And then it also it might attract a different crowd of people, right? Whoever's in your circle, if, if they're reading the comics 
and they're reading about sports and only that, you know, you're not going to have much to talk to them about if you're reading, you know, Tim Ferriss and, you know, Blue Ocean Strategy and these other books. I mean, I've got a ton of them right on my desk. I probably got 40 books right on my desk that you can't see that I refer to consistently. I look at them, I'll pull them off, I'll, I'll read something, I'll say, yep, that's right. That principle, I need to see that in my business. I need to see that in my life. And, and so when I do that, it helps me. Um, I think professionally, vocationally, and, and relationally with people too. Awesome. What the best advice you have in your life from different people or from some person what you have in your life and use right now? And it was helpful. So that's a good question. The best advice. I, I, had, I had the guy that taught me real estate. He said, he's, we were talking about how do you know what to offer somebody when, when you're making an offer on a property? Mm -hmm. And he said, if you can offer it with a straight face, you've offered too much. <laughs> so it, what he was saying is you have to be bold to ask for that price that's low because the the name of the game is buy it low and sell it high that was my economics degree i have a a, a, a bachelor's in economics and it's all about understanding get it at the right price and sell it for a higher price and that was definitely a, a good education helped me Okay. Do you think it's working still on this market right now or not really? Absolutely. It's always working. You've just got to, you've got to craft your offer the way that can be received and you've got to spot things that, uh, you know, it's, it's much more a seller's market than it has been in years past, but definitely there are sellers out there that need to sell. And so it's our opportunity to help them sell to us. Do you want to share some of your story or tell about money or business what I'm not asking you? Or maybe you have some stories successful or you want to share some books or yeah, you yeah. something about money? Right. So I'll share my first real estate experience. Okay. So I was young. I was uh, 20 years younger. And uh, my wife was was just pregnant with our first baby and i i thought my goodness i've got to do something so that financially i don't put my kids into the same situation that i was in right because i grew up very poor we never owned a house we always lived in an apartment and we always moved every year we moved we go all over the place move 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 and then finally um so I, I, I decided, I decided I got to, I got to figure this out. So I, I said, you know what? We're going to buy a house. My wife's like, you've got to be crazy because, you know, at that point we're making $15,000 a year, 15,000. That's our salary. Wow. It's low. Okay. We're working overseas. Uh, and so we bought this little house and I did, I offered a very low price for the house. And the guy was like, I knew they had to move and he had to absolutely move. And I offered a low price and I didn't come up. I couldn't come up. I told him, I said, 
I only make 15,000 a year. This is all I can afford. I don't even know if the bank's going to give me a loan, honestly. And I bought the house for like $87,000. And I, I remember signing the papers. We had like, there was a stack of papers I had to sign for the mortgage, all this stuff. And I was like, so nervous. Like I was thinking, what have I done? I've got a baby. Now I'm buying a house. I don't know if I can afford it. So we move in the house and I start fixing it. Okay. I put tile floor down. I fixed it. I paint the walls and make it nice. Cut the yard, cut the trees off the house. And then we move back overseas again. And I rent that place out. Okay. And the cash that we got. Okay. I think we were getting at that point. I want to say it was $750 a month, but my loan and everything, it was like $500. So I get to put in my pocket $250 every month, $250, right? So if I make $250 times 12 months, that's $3,000, okay? $3,000 over 15. I was only making $15,000, right? I just made a 20% raise, 20% because I created an asset. Yeah. And so I told my wife, I said, honey, we have to do it again. And she looked at me like I was crazy because we had spent every nickel we had to get into that house. We spent our whole savings. I said, I don't care. We made 20%. We're going to keep doing it. And she goes, well, how? And I said, I don't know. I don't know how, but we're going to try. And so I went out and I found another house. This time it was a duplex. So the downstairs rent for $450, the upstairs rent for $450. So $900. I'm like, $900? That's so much more than our other house, only $750, right? And so I'm excited. I want to buy this house. I got to buy this house. And but I don't have any money. How am I going to buy the house? I have to qualify. I got to pay 20% down. So I had to get like, I forget what it was, close to close to dollars $17,000. I needed to figure out how am I going to do this? Well, I started talking to this, my, my mentor, who's a cousin of mine. And he, he says to me, all you got to do is sell the backyard. Sell the backyard off and, and you'll use that as your down payment. But make sure that you sell the backyard first and don't tell the seller. Don't tell them that you're going to sell the backyard because they'll sell the backyard and then you'll have to buy the house. You won't have a down payment. I was like, can you even do that? I said, that doesn't sound like you could do that. He goes, real estate is you got to be creative. And so I went and I sold the backyard to a surveyor who he, he had his office next door. He wanted to buy the backyard for parking. And so I sold like he made the drawing, everything. We signed the papers. He put the money down. And then I signed the papers with the seller to buy it. And I, I got in the house, no money. It didn't cost me anything. I just sold the backyard. And now, now I've got two houses and I've got three rental properties. Okay. Three rental properties. I think I, got, I had 250 from the first house. The second house, I think I was making 300 a month. 550. I'm like, this is incredible. Like, I was so excited. I was so excited. And I mean, that's not a lot of money. $550 today, people are like, yeah, big deal. But I tell you what, it's 550 years ago. I didn't, I didn't have to do anything for that money. That money 
was created because of an asset. I acquired an asset and that money paid me. And it paid me for close to 15 years. The first lady in the first house, she stayed in the house 10 years. Okay. I think we moved the rent up to 850. I don't remember. Let's just say 750. Okay. 750 times 12 is 9,000 times 10 is $90,000 she paid me. 90,000 over 10 years. Awesome. How, how could your listeners take away something from this? It's like, you've got to create something that is an asset that's going to pay you day in and day out. I didn't have to show up. I didn't have to collect the rent. I didn't have to do, uh, I had maintenance fee. I lived 10,000 miles away on the other side of the world. Okay. So I had a manager, I had a property manager that was involved in taking care of the place and I had to pay him. But, but I'm telling the story because it launched my, oh, eyes got open. Oh yeah. This thing that Kiyosaki talks about getting over into the investor side. I like that side. I want to be on that side. I don't want to be over here in the E. The faster I can get my money from E into investor, the better. And so I began to stack rental properties. I would just earn my income and I would put it in the savings and I would wait until it got to a certain level and then I'd buy a property and it was working. And so I just earn my money, stack it up, buy another property. You will never have, have this uh, working with stock market or you will never have this 401k, <laughs> this 20% or more, because when people say, hey, you need to go and have stock market, stock market, yes, it's a good idea, but what they have like 3%, 4%, inflation eat much faster your stock market than like real it estate. It depends. Some people are really good in the stock market, but to me, it seems like very risky. You have very little control. In real estate, there's a whole lot more control. I understand. I know what I'm buying. I know what it's going to rent for. I know what it's going to cost me. I want my investments to be no surprises, right? In stock market, surprise up, surprise down. You could be out of business. You don't know because yeah. you have zero control or almost no control. Yeah. So, you know, different people have different propensities. I'm not saying real estate is the only way to go. But for me, that was a very good way because yeah. I didn't have a lot of money. You know, the bank was going to put up 80% of it. How in the world? Do you know anybody that's going to put 80% of money up for your business ideas? That's very yeah. rare. Very rare. Only right? investors. Yeah. Rich yeah. people. Not employee. <laughs> yeah. Not employees. True. Awesome. It was an incredible story. I really like it. It's um, give idea that like, hey, you still have hope if you create person, if you not freak out, if you go and have action, uh, you will have pay off and you will be um, rich in the future. So just don't freak out and have step forward. Yeah. Today, there's just so many resources arena. There's so many resources online that are free, that are community-based. You can ask questions, you can read, you can get in an accountability group. 
Um, all these things I think are, are geared to help people take actionable steps towards that future that they desire, you know, without, you know, just blindly jumping. Cause I feel like, you know, people hear this and say, Oh, we, all you got to do is just get a house and start renting it out. Well, I looked at hundreds of houses before I actually pulled the trigger on one. And there, you need some education before you just throw caution to the wind and go for it because a lot of people lose money and yeah. it can happen to anybody. There's no guarantees. And that's why it's important to know what you're getting into. And, yeah. you know, financial education is really a critical thing. And so hopefully we help some people today as, as they listen to a little bit of my story. And, uh, you know, there's, there's possibility out there. This is America. This is the best place to, to live in terms of have an opportunity. There's opportunity everywhere. And I think the best what you can do, um, what I have a conversation with my husband a few days ago when I say, you know what? I don't be shy, ask question. Mm. Never like be shy. Like if you have a question or if you have a problem, don't try like, figure out yourself because maybe you're not educated and it's take you so long time. Ask, like if I have some question and I have no idea what to do, like I have situation one, like one month ago and I have no idea because I never have this before. I just like, everybody up. Mm. <laughs> I have a situation, who have a lawyer? <laughs> who has a situation? Who can you help me? And all this stuff. So I think it's, um, don't be shy, ask question. And just right. like do it your homework, you know, and it's it. And yep. if you don't know something, just calculate, sit, read, ask questions, people who have practice or people who are smarter than you, like you told, and just don't be freaked out and have action because That's it's it. a wonderful country with a lot of opportunity. And we're so lucky to live this time. There you go. Well, thanks for having me, Irina. I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It was incredible. And speak with you soon. Take care. Say hi to Lewis. Okay. Bye-bye.